everything in business is a gamble. People generally buy people. It's genius! We want an education What you're thinking, can you get the buy-in? You're listening to Forest FM, a salon business show with hosts Zoe Below Springer and Killian Vigna. For your industry, by your industry. Killian, do you know what I was just thinking about? Like, we had Uplift in early Feb, right? And there was a session in there that had quite a few stats thrown at people. And I think they're really insightful for uh, salons to plan their 2021 growth. Hmm. So what, like, what were these stats and how do you mean grow? Yeah, well, I mean, there was there was tons of them, right? But the, the two that really stood out to me um, was that in 2020, online purchases increased by 50%. That's huge. That is massive, yeah. I mean, considering that, like, 2020, we were all already, like, to even 2019, 2018, we we're all shopping online a lot already. So to have it increased by 50% again is, is, is massive. I know my delivery driver's was... name. I have never had that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing when the same guy keeps turning up day and day. <laughs> but we, we've built a relationship. So, yeah, I can definitely believe the increase in purchases. But what's, what's the other one? So, so the other one um, was that over 70% of buyers said that they would purchase more online, like past pandemic, they would purchase more online in the future, which again, that's a huge part of the, you know, the consumer base, even when you look at, you know, salons and, and uh, with retail and stuff like that. But like, even if you're just to kind of look at your own experience, like I don't know what your experience with online shopping was before Zoe, but it was something that like I never really did. I liked going into the to shops because I hate dealing with refunds or returns and my whole idea, especially when it comes to clothes. I want to go in, I want to try it on and I want to leave happy because I just hate shopping. <laughs> but like I've just said, now I'm on first name terms with my delivery driver. Over the last 12 months, I've done so much online shopping. So I've actually just changed my whole behavior. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a it's a common thread anyways in, in everyone. Like the consumer behavior has changed and you can see lots of reports on that as well. If you if you just Google it, there's loads and loads that'll pop up. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Like so many people are working from home now in front of their computers most of the day. There's There's been an accelerated need for businesses to connect, sell, communicate online, whether that's through online consultations, like we, we spoke about in you know past episodes, uh, or even just sell retail, make their services available to book online. Like it's just more convenient. People are looking for that convenience and for the, um, the flexibility of when they can book or buy, really. Yeah, like I think you nailed it with convenience, like that one word alone. Like I'm I'm sitting down, I'm working away and then something pops into my head that I need to buy. It takes me, I'd say, 30 seconds to Google the page, click purchase, because it's so easy to buy stuff online now. Like yeah. you're spending money that you don't have within five minutes of thinking of something. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how so how like how does this then relate to like you said it came from Uplift? What were they actually talking about? So the question is really, like we said, is your business prepared for this? Is your salon prepared for this consumer behavior shift? And that's what the session was focusing on. And um, with that, there was a tool presented, a free tool available for people now called the Online Health Score. And it's essentially just a little quiz 
It goes through four main sections, analyzes, you know, what you do, what you don't do already, and your areas for growth for 2021. So the four main sections, you're looking at online marketing, social media, online reputation, and your website. So questions like, you know, have you set up a Google business page for your salon? Or uh, do you do paid advertising on Instagram or Facebook to attract new clients? Stuff like that. And I think it's... Uh, so it kind of allows me to evaluate my own because like we've been doing a whole push of moving your business digital and it's essentially just evaluating that then is it yeah it's essentially like it, it gives you a report after based on on what you're doing what you're not doing currently um it gives you a report telling you what what areas you have um that you can grow into in 2021 to really embrace that consumer behavior shift and i think it's uh, something that all salons should really uh, do it takes about you know 5 minutes to fill out complete and you get the results afterwards and it's really insightful sweet and i assume there's going to be a link in the bio of this show yeah absolutely um so you can find it there you can find it in today's transcript as well with a bit more context uh, if you just want like a recap of what that tool is but yeah for sure you can't just say i'm gonna launch a facebook ad today i don't know what i'm doing but i'm just, just gonna kind of give it a go at the end of the day like is your goal to reach random people or are you actually looking to make a return and get people in your business I would actually tell all salon owners to go to your past, current and future, if possible, get friends to share it to their friends and actually ask them five simple questions. What are their wants? What are their needs? What are their goals? What are their fears and maybe roadblocks in the way of having X treatment? Really just getting in their mind. And once you get in their mind, it's easy to sell to them because you know exactly what they're looking for. You know their needs and literally place their needs in front of them and it's going to be a no brainer for them to actually visit your salon. On the show with us today, we have Richard Gibbons, founder of Boost My Customers, a vibrant Facebook advertising agency that specializes in helping salons and clinics generate bookings on demand. He delivers a fresh and personable approach to marketing, which you'll no doubt enjoy because it really takes the, I suppose, the tedious nature of advertising as a whole and breaks it down into simple little concepts. So without further ado, welcome to Forest FM, Richard. It's good to have you here with us today. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Really looking forward to it. No problem. No problem. Like we were chatting on the phone and when you kind of like you came up with this topic and thought it'd be something that our listeners might get from some value or benefit from. And we had to think about it. We're going, yeah, it's actually something that we've never really covered. Like we've done, Zoe, we've done a couple of episodes on social media before. Yeah. We've loads of experts come in. Yeah, quite a few successful ones as well. Like, but in out, out of what 197 <laughs> episodes now, like we have been covered paid advertising. Like, how does that happen? I don't know. <laughs> how have we missed a boat on that one? Yeah. So it was actually Richard that came up with the topic that one said, you know what, let's just get him on the show. So, uh, Richard, you have your own consultancy agency, and this is what you do quite a lot of. But just before we kind of delve into that, we just kind of wanted to know. If like, what are your thoughts from the clients that you currently work on? Are they aware of the importance of social media in general? Like just before even diving into paid ads, just getting your head around mm -hmm. the pl platforms and which ones to be on first? Yes, I think it's like a big mixture. There's a vast difference that like we speak to probably five or six new salon owners a day. And you'll have one who are literally petrified of social media. They're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> like I'm 60 years old. I don't want to go near it. And then you have other people who are like maybe a bit younger, they really dive deep into it. So it's always like a massive, vast thing. I think even the older people now that kind of have in their mindset, they need to be on social media 
or they know it's a new like shop front or the best place to advertise. I think yeah. it's just getting them in that mindset of that. You may not be used to it, but imperfect action, literally just giving it a go. And after time, you'll kind of get better to it. So I think most people are aware of it now. Yeah. Plus, like people like the imperfectness of things like the Agreed. rawness in, in, in social now. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. looking for it. Yeah, exactly. I was actually just thinking, like you were saying, someone in their 60s, when you say social media, it's not like it's just one thing. It's There's just so many different platforms. And now we've got TikTok, which is just like on the up and up rise. Mm-hmm. You say social media and they go, which one? <laughs> <laughs> which one today? Yeah. So we've mentioned, obviously, like social media platforms just in general are like an incredible resource to promote your business online. Like it's like you said, a sh- you know, another shop front, really. But in your opinion and how you see things, is free content enough to stand out right now in the industry? Yeah, so free content is obviously really good. Like if you can just stay active on social media, if you can just post even like once a week, twice a week, just have a continuous schedule, like Facebook or Instagram, TikTok's algorithm is going to favor you in the long run. But I think the crazy thing, which like some clients get really upset about when I'm speaking to them at first is especially Facebook before and in the good old days, maybe like three or four years ago, if you had a business page on Facebook and say you had a hundred likes, so a hundred people like your page, most likely most of them will see your post when you press post on social media. Now on Facebook, it's only 5.5% of people on average will see the post on your page. So if you've got a hundred people who like it, average around five and a half, six people will see it. So it's really a case of what your goal is on social media. Are you looking to kind of just post there because you feel like you have to? Or are you looking to actually take your business to the next level and get new people? Mm. And if you're one of them salon owners who's really looking to think that 2021 is my year, free content honestly isn't going to be enough. You need to spend a little bit of money on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok advertising, whatever you're doing to kind of cut above the noise. And when you do pay that, you can actually reach new demographics. You can target people by their income, target people by their interests and actually start to get more interaction on your page. Do you think like for so long, social media has been free and it's it's actually insane to think that we've had access to these free marketing tools for so long. But at the end of the day, they are a business and they need to create revenue. So mm-hmm. like the more and more we use them, the more and more we're going to have to invest into them. Do you think it's like there's eventually going to be no way to use these platforms without having to set money aside in your budget every month or every year to actually buy paid ads? Like, do you think you could kind of survive a year even uh, without doing the ads or is it inevitable? I think it's going to be tricky. I think it's going to be, unless you're like super, super established and you're kind of happy at the level, you've got referrals Mm. coming in. Then honestly, I said, like, if you're happy with your business, you if you don't want to grow, like, you don't need social media as such for paid ads, right? Yeah. It's more of them people who are actually hungry, looking to take their business to the next level. And then definitely in the next six to 12 months, we're going to see organic go down like a million percent. Uh, and then paid traffic, you're going to have to pay to play. But I think, again, it's that mindset. If you go in knowing, great, I'm going to spend £10, but I'm going to get £20 back. It's kind of a no-brainer once you mm. have that mindset, mm-hmm. whereas so many people go in thinking, great, I'm spending £10 and that money has gone to Facebook, gone to the abyss, and we're never kind of going to see it again. So I really think it's just changing that mindset of like it's an investment rather than like an expense. And actually just knowing you're going to get yeah. a return from it. You just need to have the right mindset, the right strategy. And then it's like I'll spend unlimited money because I know I'm actually going to get my money back and actually make new clients for my salon. 
Yeah, I suppose when we think of budget, we think of like deficit, negative, like money coming out, but we don't actually go, yeah, but what's the potential return on this? Like investing, basically. Mm-hmm, yeah. Agreed, yeah. For, for people who've never done paid ads, though, like how how do you show them that or prove them that there's going to be a return on investment un- unless you do it the first time and actually get the return? There's probably loads of concerns initially, not even just around the ROI. So how, how do you go about um, showing them the, the benefit of doing this? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think the tricky thing like for people with salon owners on the other end is that social media, and especially marketing is always a weird phrase where you hear like marketing company and you're like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I paid a marketing company £500 two years ago. I never heard from them again. And like every, pretty much every salon owner I speak to has either tried to do marketing in the past with another company or they've tried to do it themselves and they've had some kind of bad experience. It's rare to find someone who's had all amazing experiences. I mm. guess what makes, what makes our system kind of stand out is the results that we can generate. For example, most of our clients use Forest as well. So we've got like Shirley in Glasgow in Bearsden Beauty and when I approached her about a year and a half, two years ago, she had tried Facebook ads before. She hired two different marketing companies and honestly saw zero return. So even speaking to her, she was super, super skeptical. We just talked to her and said, I'm not going to press you into like, doing Facebook ads. That's not <laughs> what I'm going to do. But I kind of showed her past results that we've done. And we launched her ads for her Gennaro Plus Facial. So she's the only one in Glasgow at the time to have it. And in the first month, she got 83 paying clients coming in, spending money on a Gennaro facial. And from there, she was like, oh my goodness, like, this is incredible. Like, how have new people found me? And I think the difference with her is she took that jump. She actually took that risk. Obviously, every bit of advertising, there's no 100% guarantee that this particular ad is going to work. And I would never, never say that to any single client. But I think yeah. it's just knowing that seeing results from other people and then kind of thinking this could actually work for me and then just again thinking that way rather than oh my goodness i'm tried facebook ads before in the past i'm never going to do it again because i spent five pound and lost all my money we know the salon industry is like probably one of the best out there with regards to promoting their business on social media it's such a visual industry so like you think of instagram pinterest facebook like that's their ideal platforms it's videos it's photos you've got the before and after pictures like we're saying very visual so do you need is there an element like do you still need to be good at social media to be successful with ads or could anyone try this like do you know what i'm saying like do you need to be getting high engagement Mm -hmm. on your posts already to then make the ad successful or could you actually do this from scratch as well Mm-hmm. So I think it's a bit, it's a balance of both as well. So you do need to have some training and some, the right pathway to go. You can't just say, I'm going to launch a Facebook ad today. I don't know what I'm Try doing, but I'm just, post. Yeah. just going to kind of give it a go. I think most people can do it. It's just that confidence and knowing, great, this is my end goal. And then maybe reverse engineering your end goal. So maybe they want to get 30 new clients in a month. Then we've just got to reverse engineer that and say, great, how many people do we need to reach how many uh, leads do we need to get? What is your conversion rate when you get a lead into your business? Will you convert them on the first go? Most likely no. And then just reverse engineering it that way. Mm-hmm. But I think also a cool thing which makes our system a bit unique is there's actually a way to find out if your paid advertising is going to work and convert and make you money or absolutely fail before spending a penny on ads. And it's based on the ask method by Ryan Levesque. So he's a neurologist 
based in America, and he pretty much says, if you ask your past, current, and future clients five simple questions, you'll get 95% of the way to unlocking their wallet. And all you have to do, it takes like five to 10 minutes to create, is create a customer research survey. Say, I want to advertise my fat freezing. Instead of me assuming I know what my demographic want and be like, oh yeah, I've run a salon for 20 years, this is definitely what they want. I would actually tell all salon owners to go to your past, current, and future, if possible, get friends to share it to their friends and actually ask them five simple questions. What are their wants? What are their needs? What are their goals? What are their fears? And maybe roadblocks in the way of having X treatment. Hmm. And honestly, once you get there, you can actually get into your mind. You haven't spent a penny on ads, but immediately, you know, great, people want fat raising because of this issue. People are scared of it because of this issue. People haven't had it before because of this. Take all of that information, put it into a post on Facebook, and honestly, without doing testing, without spending thousands on ads, you'll immediately, like 99% of the time, launch a Facebook ad, see it get great results, and you don't have to go through the stress of wasting wasting money on Facebook. That's pretty cool. What was that method? So it's the Ryan it's Ryan Levesque. He's like a neurologist in America. Yeah, yeah. Uh, called the Ask Method, and it's, he's got a book as well. It's an awesome, awesome book. I'll put it on the uh, list. Really, really unique. This is a unique way I think most people don't think mm-hmm. about. Like, I think mm. lots of people as well, even listening, you may think, well, I already know my demographic, but it's just getting them to confirm it to you or if you have a new treatment, really just getting in their mind. And once you get in their mind, it's easy to sell to them because you know exactly what they're looking for. Yeah. You know their needs and literally yeah. place their needs in front of them and it's going to be a no-brainer for them to actually visit yourself that's interesting because like when you think of you know and completely a, a different industry but when you think of like say product uh, product packaging for instance like they do all of these tests like with people like if, i don't know if you even remember mm. how like mm. they did the test between pepsi and coke and like which one do you prefer could you taste it da, da, da. and most more more often than not it's just because of the um the packaging and like what it what it entails and you know yeah. the psychology behind it so once you know those triggers or like what like you said the the needs and the the roadblocks and the fears, it's so much easier to craft your marketing message around mm. that. It's basically knowing who you're talking mm-hmm. to, yeah. And you're not guessing yeah. as well, yeah. So then when we actually move to the ads, like... <laughs> How scary is the actual ads platform? Because <laughs> I remember the first time I ever looked at Facebook ads, we're going back six, seven years. I think, I don't even know if it just came out. It's going back a while. Like I'd only just doing a marketing internship. And the first time I opened Facebook ma- ads manager, I was like, what the hell is this? Like it was just a tool. <laughs> like a spaceship. Yeah, it was. So has that improved somewhat or are we still... I was still kind of like saying spray, basically, I'm going to put a tenor on and I'm just going to capture 10,000 people within a 5k radius. Or mm-hmm. is it more segmented, more tailored, like we would say when you're sending an email, trying to f- refine your actual target audience? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Facebook is still quite confusing on the back end, like it's not the simplest platform to use. And I think a lot of salon owners have tried, have you heard of the booster button, which is like a little blue button under your like pace. And then they say, it's a shiny button. They want you to click it. It says, click this, spend a hundred pound and you're going to reach 30,000 people. Just give us some money. And then I say 99% of salon owners we speak to have tried it. They press that button. They select maybe a rough location, maybe some genders, spend a hundred pound over a week. And all they're left with is a bill from Facebook or whatever marketing company it is. And it says, great, you've reached 30,000 people. But at the end of the day, like 
is your goal to reach random people or are you actually looking to make a return and get people yeah. in your business? It's just a quick so way think, to write a check to Facebook, essentially, is it? <laughs> and many of us said, yeah, so it's more, you can do it that way or you can go like on the back end, like you said, Gideon, on like the ads manager side, which is like the really technical one where you can do retargeting, you can target people more, you can do split testing, test different ads. And I think it's kind of the difference between, to put it in like salon terms, the difference between someone, they want laser hair removal, right? They go to Amazon, they're like, oh, I just want to do it the quick, the quick, easy way. I'm going to go to Amazon. I'm going to type in IPL, laser hair removal machine. Oh my goodness, a Black Friday sale, 200 pound for this machine. What's 400 pound? Like, I'm going to give it a go. Then they take that machine home. They do their underarms because it's lockdown. They want to look good when lockdown ends. <laughs> and then they try it for, say, two weeks. And they end up with zero results. They spent, they wasted their money. And most certainly they've been burned. They burned their skin. They didn't do the test properly or whatever it is. And that's kind of like the boost button. It sounds quick. It sounds easy. But in the long run, you're just going to hurt yourself. You're going to get burned. Whereas with like ads manager, that's kind of the more advanced thing you need to be trained. But that's like having a laser hair removal therapist who you go in, they're fully trained on the machine before they even launch into a massive treatment they actually do a patch test to ensure you're suitable kind of like split testing right before they do your whole body they're going to do a little area to test if you've got contraindications if you're going to get burned and then they go into it with the right tools with the proper machinery and laser machine and you get awesome results and i think that's kind of the difference between the two just like the boost button quick and easy doesn't really get results and then the ads manager like super super advanced but if you're trained on it like the results are going to be out of this world so from your experience then, like what's what's the perfect ad look like? Like what, what components should it have at its minimum, like bare minimum? I think probably the most important, there's like five top things. I think the most important thing is just to have a clear offer. Like with Facebook, you've got a split se- one or two seconds to actually capture their attention. We see so many ads where they talk about, oh, we've been open for 25 years, introducing our latest therapist, Susie down the road. And it's kind of like, that's not enough to capture someone's attention. So I'd say a clear offer, meaning if you're doing like Mm -hmm. uh, lash extensions, 10% off lash extensions this week, or laser hair removal, 50% off your first session. Or if you don't even want to go down the discount route, just have the offer of coming for your free, no obligation consultation really, really clearly. And at least from there, you're capturing the attention Mm-hmm. Whereas I think so many people just put out an ad with zero thought, they spend money and then they're like, why is no one reading this? Why is no one interacting? And again, you just need to make it as easy as possible for viewers to make it a no-brainer for them to kind of click on your ads. So Richard, we're, we're talking about ads here and we're talking about budgeting, but while we're doing this episode, there's a lot of salons in lockdown at the moment. It's pretty much fair to say that they're all, like not cash-strapped, but there's no revenue coming in. You here talking about this now and saying set budget aside. How do we relate that then to someone that's listening to this and going, I'm already struggling to do my budget based on next year because I don't know when I'm going to reopen. I've got new to, uh, new machines that I need to buy. Mm-hmm. Like, where do we find that balance? Are we talking about hundreds, maybe even thousands of euros or dollars on these ads? Or like, what what would you say for starting out to kind of balance that budget? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so with Facebook, I guess the cool thing about it is you can start from as little as £5, $5 a day, all the way up to kind of however much you want to spend. And we've had clients who we've trained on Facebook, they've got limited budget, 
but they still want to keep active. They still want to still make a little bit of return. Mm-hmm. And all they have to do is spend five pound a day and they're still getting inquiries coming through. They're still getting likes, getting engagement. I think it's a stepping out of your the comfort zone, even in lockdown and thinking, great, what can I do to kind of push myself above all my competitors? And most likely the mindset now, most salon owners is we're shut. We're not going to spend anything on ads because we're not yeah. open. We can't serve them. But even spending two, three, four pound a day is going to put you above already. Essentially a coffee. And again, just, just testing it out. Yeah, I think this is having that mindset again. Oh, great. This is going to get a return. It may not get a return this week, but in the long run, your brand, your visibility is kind of going up while everyone else is going down. So is this the future of ads then? Like, is it the non-negotiable? We do have to set budget aside. I think if you're looking to grow, even if even survive, right, you will need to put a budget aside every month for ads. Again, it's, I guess, kind of how your, your business goals, your business plan. Like, are you looking to kind of stay the same? You're happy with your profits? Then maybe to spend a little bit and keep the keep the business afloat. Or we've got like a client in Doncaster. We started running ads for him in October during lockdown. And he's already opened his second clinic. We just bought a second clinic because he's so busy. He's doing online consultations. And he's literally got plans in the next few years to have seven clinics. So for him, he's like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to invest as much as possible. I've seen this work. So, again, there's like such a mix. That's what makes like salons fun. And so that's why you love speaking to salon owners as well. There's like such a variety and there's so many unique characters. And it's just everything is tailored, tailored to what they want. I think those success stories are really, really great. And I was wondering, actually, if you had one from maybe someone who wasn't technical at all to begin with and worked with you and just kind of had a a kind of huge aha moment of like things are working. This is awesome kind Mm -hmm. of thing, because you're really good at telling the story of the client as well. So if you have one, I'd love to hear (laughs) it. Yeah, Yeah, so we've got loads. I guess a good one, maybe quite a unique one is Mandy. So she owns Veil Laser in Cardiff. So just in Wales. And when I started with her probably two years ago, maybe, or time is going, so probably like two years ago, uh, she was actually a full-time accountant. So didn't understand social media, super, super good with numbers. Mm -hmm. And she was doing her laser clinic kind of on the side, like part-time, maybe every other evening she'll do her friends maybe with her machine. And I approached her and she was like, oh my goodness, like, I love the idea of it. It sounds awesome. But honestly, I love numbers, social media. I feel like we can't track it. Like I love seeing, I put a penny in, we're getting this out and seeing the budget and everything. And I kind of walked her through, I was like, yep, fully. Well, Facebook actually will be the perfect platform because it's completely transparent. It's not like in the olden days where you do like a newspaper ad and you pay them money and you've got no idea how many people exactly have viewed it. Mm. Who is it going to reach? Is the newspaper boy just going to put it in the bin? (laughs) And like no one's going to see your advertisements. So with her, we launched it. And within the first month, she had 150-ish inquiries for her laser hair removal. Wow. Super, super busy. And then she was like, oh, my goodness, the potential. Like, I kind of don't want to do my accounting anymore. Like, can we make this into a (laughs) full-time business? Uh, Because, again, it's something fun. You're seeing she saw, like, an impact on the client she saw as well. Like, she had a passion for it. Like, she's still great. I'm actually helping ladies and men get more confidence. And that's actually helping the community so we launched our ads again, fast forward maybe a year and a half. Again, Facebook ads, not an overnight success thing. Like there's a process behind it. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to like now, she's got owns two clinics full time. She quit her accountancy job around four or five months ago. And she messaged me saying, Richard, I've quit my accountancy job. Uh, I'm now doing this full time. I'm planning to open. I've got two clinics full time. And I was like, oh my goodness, like the transformation between someone 
who has no idea about social media, like kind of a bit scared of it, the unknown, right? Yeah. To someone going, actually, I fully believe in this. Let's kind of take our business to the next level. Uh, so that's an awesome, lovely, lovely story. And she's such a lovely lady as well. So it's incredible to see what she's doing. That is a great story. And I think the bit that I really liked there was like, for someone who's still a bit iffy about social media because it just doesn't seem tangible, they mm-hmm. don't see the true ROI. It's like, all right, well, maybe let's not, focus so much on the organic content, but actually look at the true value then. All right, let's put a penny mm-hmm. in, let's put a pound in and work it from there. And then you can see that true ROI. That, that's that's a really good way of looking at it, really good perspective. Mm. And you see their mindset shift as well. They're like, oh my goodness, before they might have been back with her, like her goal wasn't really to have multiple clinics, but she saw the growth, she saw the potential. And then she was like, oh my goodness, the potential of this is kind of unlimited. Obviously there's a limit. <laughs> like she said, I can actually take this to the next level. And we could see like from the first day I spoke with her, she was like really, really skeptical, a bit scared of anything to do with online to now where she's like posting daily on social media. She's absolutely loving it and she really enjoys it. So I think even if you're not too sure about social media now, just giving it a go. And once you see people actually paying you from it, it's like, oh my goodness, like someone just came in from Facebook. Like it's fully trackable. I've seen, I spent a pound. They've, they brought a full body laser. They brought hair extensions, whatever mm-hmm. it could be. Uh, so it's pretty awesome seeing like how it can change businesses, especially the smaller ones, which I love working <laughs> with most because they're helping their families, see them more full of life. And it's actually a passion now. Yeah. That's where they're going to get the real benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Out of curiosity, um, now I know like uh, Instagram is owned by Facebook, but do you see a lot of salon owners having success uh, in Instagram ads as well? Because they're very different in the way that you engage with them. Like most of the times you're scrolling through your feed, you don't really stop for anything through the stories, like you have to swipe up and stuff like that. So do you see people having success with those types of ads as well? Yes, I think the cool thing about Instagram is really, really effective. I think also every demographic, every location across the world is a little bit different. And we'll see clients who maybe like we've got one in County Mayo in Ireland called Sway Hair and Skin. They are 100% Facebook because we tried Instagram and it attracted maybe the younger people who maybe wanted like a lip filler. They didn't care about price. They just wanted to look like an Instagram (laughs) model. And Facebook kind of had her dream clients who were like 40 to 55 disposable income serious about it and then we got clients in london who are 100 percent instagram and that attracts really good people so i think it's having that mindset of with marketing it's about testing 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 Mm. and i think if anyone says to you this is 100 percent the way to do it and they're like no instagram never works for me or facebook no i'd be a bit cautious because even doing this for four plus years we always test 50 percent facebook 50 percent instagram and then let the results decide. And I don't want to be tight. Like, I don't work for Facebook. Like, if another platform <laughs> yeah. works better, then let's go to that. It's all about the client success at the end of the day. Are there any platforms that we're missing out on or do you reckon could be could show potential in the future? Like, we've talked about Facebook a lot. Then there's Facebook and Instagram. But Pinterest is one that's kind of peeking its head around the corner. And they're only recently starting to allow people to monetize on that. Do you think that's going to be an up and coming or... Do you think Facebook will always I mean, be king? Google Ads. Yeah, Google Ads even, Google actually. Google Ads are, are, I've been hearing that a lot amongst the salon industry in the past, like, mm. year. Yes, I think Google Ads are really, really awesome. I guess the cool, the platform that we're seeing probably on the rise is TikTok Ads. Mm. Like, they're much cheaper than <laughs> Facebook. They're really, really interactive. And again, the targeting's pretty good on that. So we're, again, testing that for our clients. 
with at the end of the day, if a platform works better, then we'll switch to that. So we test Google, we test Facebook, we test Instagram. Uh, but TikTok ads is definitely one just to keep an eye on. Again, it's not as flooded as Facebook, like everyone does Facebook advertising, where only a small percentage, especially in the beauty industry, are doing TikTok. So again, just even hopping on YouTube, right, and just look, Googling or YouTubing TikTok ads, beginners, even learning the basics of it, worth testing, worth just exploring and expanding. Do you reckon you should cut, try and get on all platforms and run ads or should you try and identify your main, I suppose, stakeholders, like where are your clients most? Or are you kind of in the business of, let's just try every platform, let's experiment? Yeah, so for most, I say 99% at the start of working with a brand new client, we always recommend Facebook and Instagram, just because again, that's our expertise. We know we've got a proven system and we can pretty much guarantee X new clients that we will generate for them. From there, mm. after the first two or three months, we may be like, let's actually test out TikTok, let's test out Google, let's test out YouTube. But again, especially for the first month or two, we if there's someone's paying any money to us or Facebook, we want to make sure they're getting a good return in investment. And most likely everyone's on Facebook now, especially the older people, like maybe mm. 50, 50 to like 65. Again, they're looking at pictures of their grandkids, they're interacting on it. And they've got, they're the ones with the free time with the spare money. Uh, and they are really, really active on it. So Facebook tends, again, just from our experience, to attract higher quality people who are more serious. But again, TikTok's awesome, Google's awesome. It's about this test testing out, yeah. Yeah, and I guess it really depends on the content you have as well, like a salon who's really yes. super young, doing loads of, say, amazing video content might have amazing success on like the more visual platforms like TikTok and, and mm -hmm. YouTube and be able to use those those pieces of content to to push an ad, you know? So, Agreed. yeah. Richard, just to kind of like wrap it up, um, we are, a lot of salons in Ireland, UK are still in lockdown. We're talking about ads. You, you're getting us excited here about creating a few ads, <laughs> but some salons might be thinking, well, there's no point in running ads now if my doors aren't open. Like, w w what am I running mm -hmm. an ad for? What can I entice them for? Is like, should we be waiting for our doors to open or is there anything that we can do to kind of pivot the business and maybe try ads in another way? Like instead of come in for mm -hmm. a service, is there anything else that we can promote? Yeah, so the biggest thing we're seeing are just online consultations. And I know Forest help out with online consultations as well, but really to speak into someone on a video, like this is probably going to be, I hate the phrase, the new normal, where like people might not want, even when you really Can't say that phrase anymore. <laughs> the ban. If I'm we sick can of it. that one out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like people, even when lockdown does end, which hopefully it will soon, people are still, especially the older people, are going to be a bit scared to venture out. So if you can get used to online consultations and actually have it, make a connection with someone, when you do reopen, most likely they will come and pay you because they're like, oh, Jessica actually spoke to me for an hour about my skin or about my hair. And actually I feel a connection with her, but you can still make money like Wayne from Advanced Laser Aesthetics in Doncaster, the one who's expanding. We're running ads for him now, all online consultations for skin rejuvenation and also like laser hair removal. And with him, we just said, you know what? Get 50% upfront from your customers. So if it's a course of laser for your bikini, maybe it's 400 pound, take 200 pound up front, they secure an awesome deal, you get cash in the door. And it's crazy how many people are actually willing to pay that if they get a good deal. So there's ways to make money. I think you've just got to be confident in yourself, confident in your services and know, even if we're in lockdown, my services still have value. Like because we're shut, it doesn't mean I'm less valuable or have less knowledge. 
and then kind of imparting that and just just giving pure value to people with no expectation. Mm. And from there, people will honestly start paying you money and you won't be able to have some income mm. coming through. So Richard, this has been super insightful. I'm sure people will get loads of value from this. And uh, we're at this stage of this episode where we uh, pull out the Thought Starter card. So I'm sure you're very excited about this. I'm ready. Um, what does your perfect day look like? Oh, that is a great question. 2020 was the year consumers changed their habits. Supporting local and buying online. Online purchases increased by 50%. Social media influenced 55% of those decisions and 70% said they'd buy online again. So this begs the question, how well did your salon adapt? The good news is, Forrest now has an online health score calculator. In less than five minutes, you can get your own bespoke report with tips on how to improve your online marketing, social media, online reputation and salon website. Take the assessment today at forest.com slash online hyphen health hyphen score. My perfect day. So I'm an, I'm an early person, early bird. I love getting up early. So my perfect day would probably be waking up around 5-ish, 5.30. Uh, just waking up, journaling, praying, and it's getting ready, getting ready for the day. Then my ideal day, I'm, I sound a bit boring. I sound like kind of old, boring. Maybe going for a walk for an hour like a walk in the morning, coming home, having a coffee, reading a book for two or three hours, which sounds a bit weird. But again, I love reading. And then that's where you get the storytelling from. <laughs> <laughs> the secret tip. <laughs> and then just like talking with like salon owners just for a few hours, like consulting with them, seeing how they're doing here in their stories. And then like a side passion of mine, obviously eat a bit of lunch, eat a bit of breakfast. Uh, but a side passion of mine, I love producing music. So mine would be literally playing the piano, singing, recording music, and then just being really creative on that side. And then that would pretty much be my dream day, like reading, walking, exercising, making music. Uh, and if I could combine all of them, I would be a happy, happy man. That's for sure. That's a pretty solid day, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. That is, um, <laughs> You nearly had me at the whole in. getting up at five. Yeah, but then you're like, do all these for a few hours and going, you've essentially completed half a day before I my alarm even goes off. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my perfect day. It doesn't always happen. It's in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Some days where I'm like, you know what? This is... Let's just sleep in. Let's just relax. Yeah, and I think it's important. And on top of that, you uh, get to help loads of salon owners and people from the community. So it's absolutely great. Richard, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show with us. Been an Thank absolute so pleasure much. to absolutely have you. I absolutely loved it. Thank you so, so much. Hope it all made it clearer for you guys to understand uh, paid advertising when it comes to social media. We're going live tomorrow on Instagram, of course, because we're discussing the thought starter question. What does your perfect day look like? So don't hesitate and join us. You might even get a special appearance from Richard himself on the live. So that's that. In other news, we have a few webinars that you can catch up on. So I'm just going to list them off here. You can find all the information, the detailed information in this week's transcript. You'll have Vish's webinar, Charging Your Worth, and also, uh, as of today, Steve Gomez's webinar, or most recent webinar that was actually hosted today. So head over to force.com forward slash FM to find this transcript and also uh, subscribe to the show's email newsletter to get all the updates and guest downloadable content, resources delivered straight to your inbox weekly on Wednesdays. As always, if you want to share your thoughts on Forest FM or this episode specifically, send us an email at forestfm at forest.com or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you and we never shy away from feedback. We'll be sure to reply. Otherwise, stay safe and we'll catch you next Monday. All the best.
This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z, Montreal's cutting edge post production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Great music makes great moments. Forest FM, the Salon Owners Podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. Get your clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.